people look a little lost. Is there a tow truck service? Nope. We're also looking for some friends in a convertible. We don't get a whole lot of tourists in here. Welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Plucky Sergio. <laughs> That's what I call you all the time when you're playing with your violin. Okay. Wow. I couldn't really lean into this one. I'm sorry. This is the kind of um, quality content that everyone's looking for. Um, well, let's move on quickly to our 10-word reviews and movies we watched since we recorded our last episode. And because we pre-recorded a bunch, there's actually some stuff we have to talk about. Um, but why don't we start with the current in-theaters review of, well, it'll be less in-theaters by the time this comes out, but it's The Nun. The Nun. Finally, a nun that does not scare me. <laughs> That's really good. And my review of The Nun is, didn't know it was possible to make Conjuring 2 stupider. <laughs> this is an entirely different movie. Well, just retroactively. Okay, good. I needed that clarification. 11 words, but, you know, let's not mince them. What? Uh, Josie and the Pussycats, our next movie. Yes. Constant, relentless visuals cannot save this trash one-hit wonder. I'm so mad. My review is an underrated Parker Posey classic pairs well with Jen. Parker Posey was not the star of that movie, which is speaks very poorly to the rest of it. Whatever. Uh, what's your review of? 2002's Enough, starring Jennifer Lopez, which we watched for reasons. J-Lo definitely navigates the world of dangerously bland white men. <laughs> My review is sleeping with the enemy if every white guy looked the same. Yeah. So we're on the same page there. Yeah, I had your mind. I had your words in my mind or your criticisms of the movie in my mind when I drafted my 10-word review. Of me just being like, who? Yeah. <laughs> who well, is I mean, this? You were right. They all kind of looked alike. Yeah, they were all just kind of like blotchy mm-hmm. and not taking care of their skin like white men do mm-hmm. gotta moisturize mm-hmm. it's very important ladies you know what i mean yep am i right fellas ladies be moisturizing yeah anyway um we're here to talk about a movie called children of the corn five fields of terror but first here's a plug for our patreon you can find our full episode review of the nun which we recorded we we pre-recorded because we're going to release it in november Along with uh, Sergio's finals week, so we, finals month, so we can give him a little break. But if you're a subscriber to our Patreon on a three dollar level, you can just listen to that whole episode right freaking now, mm-hmm. and that is the kind of quality you can get for three dollars. You can't get that at Starbucks. At Starbucks, that would get you like half a Madeline, but on our <laughs> podcast, it gives you. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> yeah. The state of the economy is terrible. For poor people. <laughs> Inflation is a danger to us all. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, but not on our Patreon, where you, at the $3 level, you can also get access to all of our $2 level things, which is bonus reviews um, and so forth. A bonus thing every month. It's a whole thing. And our mm-hmm. uh, archives. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have, I need to get better at doing that ad copy because that made no sense. But please check out our Patreon. It's much more cleanly laid out, and it's got a lot of really cool stuff. There's a lot of cool content on there, you know. I, for one, hate all the old Shannon stuff. That's just me. Um, (laughs) But there is some quality gems that me and Brennan have 
cooked up for you guys. Yes, I'm I'm super excited about what's coming and what has already happened. Um, and you gotta get it, gotta get in on the ground floor of this. Yeah, just you know, for three months, for one month, you can give it a try, and then if you forget to su- unsubscribe, that's just between so us. Be it. Yeah. We won't remind you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but hey, we appreciate the gesture. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yes, we're we're here to talk about the 1998 film Children of the Corn Five, and here is the plot of that film that I just said. Determined to save her estranged brother from a suicide cult, a young woman faces murderous children and worse. So there are numerous ways in which that plot description is awful. It's so short. So short. Um, This woman does not emerge as the main character until about, oh, an hour into this movie, which is like 86 minutes. I wouldn't say an hour. It's like a good 30 minutes in. Well, I mean, maybe this is just... uh, how I feel from the present and the bias from who I know to be famous, but I would have assumed that Ava Mendez is the main character of this movie. Yeah, and also on our DVD, she was like the only person on the title menu. Well, I know. That, look, in the, on the suffragette poster, Meryl Streep is there because you know you you pay for what you get, mm-hmm. which is an image of Meryl Streep to sell your movie. Mm-hmm. But Ava Mendez, like, she's the person who has the most connection because these sexy teens who get derailed um, in the you know corn town. Um, they're on their way to, actually, it's, it's, they're spreading the ashes of their friend, I guess. It's not clear. I thought they were going to a funeral, but they never seemed to have any urgency about getting to where they were going. And it's mm-hmm. never clear where they were going. Mm-hmm. They just needed to get to Corntown. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there's a guy named Kurt. He died in a bungee jumping accident that may have been an elaborate suicide. More on that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they're there to spread his ashes. And Ava Mendez is his ex. And so she's really sad and. That's the first thing we learn. She's and very sad. She's a very beautiful, sad girl. She is, she's so beautiful, and her hair is always flipped perfectly, like in this upside down frozen yogurt. Beautiful display. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Neutron is shook. <laughs> her hair is so perfect, and it's just so much too. Yeah, it's so just buoyant. Mm-hmm. Like you could throw her into the ocean, and she would just float right away. Uh-huh. Uh. It's unbelievable as her hair is an even more unbelievable fact is that they had us believing she was 17. I mean, she was like 23, so she was younger than some of the actors in this movie. Uh-huh. But also, sorry, uh, we're, we'll get to the other stuff eventually. Uh-huh. But the fact that she's 17 makes no sense. Like, what age are the other people supposed to be? Because they all struck me as college. They all struck me as a young adult, yeah. Yeah, because they're, they're <laughs> autonomous. They're driving their own car. Mm-hmm. They're, like, doing all this stuff. And it feels like they're on break from college and the guy who died had an apartment that they had cleaned out mm-hmm. and somehow she's still 17 mm-hmm. wouldn't their relationship be illegal maybe nebraska though mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean like i know in california state law like there's a plus three age thing so like you can be 18 and i think dating someone three years younger than you and like 19 and six like you can like date a 16 year old 20 like a 17 year old like i think it's like that Okay, and I normally wouldn't say that that matters because this is normally set in Nebraska, Mm -hmm. but let's face facts. This was clearly shot not in Nebraska because in the cornfields where they're standing alongside of the road, there are these huge mountain passes. Like this It's basically the Rockies behind them. What if it is the Colorado Rockies? Nebraska's right next to Colorado. It's absolutely not. Do you know that for a fact? 
I mean, it, it's just not the same thing. It's not the, these Nebraska cornfields aren't in spitting distance of the Rockies. Okay. Um, I, I literally think they pulled a Halloween and they just pulled off the highway on the way to Pasadena and were mm-hmm. like, "Let's put some corn here." I guess. Yeah, they decided to like make shop at Altadena. Yeah, exactly. They got some milk on the way. Hey, Altadena has some great milk. Yeah, I mean that's the whole point. And of that. cheese. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue, Brennan. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, so yeah, Ava Mendes has great hair. No, see, I I thought she was being positioned as the protagonist of this mm. movie, or the final girl. Yeah, or the final girl, but she's not. And then this chick, Allison, like again, literally halfway through the movie, she's like, "I have a long lost brother who might be part of this corn cult," mm. and we're like, "Okay, could have told us." Yeah, the first five minutes of the movie are us meeting the scary kids. Yes, Ezekiel, the mm. main kid. And in the next five minutes of the movie are us meeting two people who immediately die. Yep. Like, yeah, th- this movie definitely has returned to slasher movie format. Uh, and in the next about 20 minutes or so are us meeting, well, we met the kids, like the four kids who eventually all more or less die. The, um, the college-aged 17-year-olds. Uh-huh, who we are to, like, fall in love with and then feel sad when they die. Uh-huh. Um, and one of them is Alexis Arquette. Yeah. Go you. Um, sorry, I didn't know what to say. Uh, anyways, um, we meet these kids and then we don't really know who to focus on because it's pretty like, I guess an ensemble, if you will. Yeah. Um, They get pretty equal screen time. You want to say something? Yeah. No, just I was saying between the recognizable faces and then the characters who are given something to do, like there's, each of them has something to look at Mm -hmm. or to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's her face? Eva Mendez has the grieving girlfriend. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and the fact that she's the most gorgeous person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexis Arquette is the driver. Uh-huh. Something of a comic cut up. Yeah, Alexis Arquette it looks shockingly like Jamie Kennedy in Scream 2 in mm-hmm. this movie. Um, uh, Allison? Is that the character's name? Yes, that's the character. I know the actress's name. Nobody uh, does. She's she just, doesn't have a profile shot on IMDb. She's just uh, this grieving sister. Um, who seems to know a little bit about this town at a certain point. Well, she knows about He Who Walks Behind the Rose because she uh-huh. knows her long-lost brother has like devoted his life to the this entity. And uh-huh. He Who Walks Behind the Rose, returning to the franchise. Yes. After a yes. brief vacation. We'll get back to this. Um, and then there's also the fourth teen or young adult, um, Jason. No. Are you thinking of... Tyrus? Tyrus, yeah. <laughs> I can understand why you'd get that confused with the other perfectly normal name, Jason. <laughs> um, I knew it was something with an S. Uh, <laughs> sure. In the, right in the middle. Uh-huh. Um, so Tyrus, Tyrus, though, he's very attractive. Oh, my God. And we looked him up, and he has maintained. He's, he's if anything, hotter as an old yeah. man. Um, you know, so Tyrus, well, no, he's married and has kids or divorced and has kids. So I guess he's, so he's on the market. His name is, the actor's name is Greg Vaughn. Greg Vaughn. Yeah. So he's very attractive. Oh, anyways. So these are the he, four people we get to he know. He does have the late nineties frosted tips though, which, mm-hmm. you know, nineties kids get it. Uh huh. So these are the four people that we meet and fall in love with. Um, fast forward to what Brennan said earlier or go rewinding to what Brennan said earlier. Sure. Um, the, at one point, we finally realized, like, 30 minutes into the movie, that we're supposed to be focusing in on Allison's character uh-huh. because she recognizes the name, he who walks behind the rose. And 
I appreciated that we had like a, a thing to focus on because right when she hears it, she likes like she's like, "Yo, we gotta leave." Yeah. Um, like this the smart, sounds the smartest dangerous. character in any of these movies. Uh huh. And so she decides to leave. Um, and oh, supposed- they leave a bar that's mm-hmm. staffed by Kane Hodder. Yeah, look at that little cameo. Yeah, he's in so many franchises. Leatherface and yeah, well, right. he plays Jason. He did do stunts for Leatherface in part three. Okay. Um, he also played Freddy Krueger's arm. He what? In the end of Jason Goes to Hell. Okay, well, who knew? Um, <laughs> uh, such range. I know. Um, so, and they're trying to catch a bus out of town, and they miss the bus, and then it kind of becomes aimless after that. Basically. I'm on a rant. Um, it's kind of scattered. Just anyways, like this podcast right now. Yeah. Um, like, we're introduced to her as being the main character, but... Like, there is some initial agency, like, yo, we have to leave. But then after that, it's like, yo, we got to stay. And we're going to stay in this abandoned house yeah, and ask she, no questions about it. True. But she's there to rescue her brother, who she realizes is part of this corn cult, and has sent her a secret message saying, help. That's much later. Well, that's like, yeah, but she, she realizes that her brother is probably part of this thing. And then she goes to visit. And David Carradine is there because, you know, they, they got, got it for the movie. <laughs> Yeah, he has to eat, and they have to promote their movie because he presumably was the most famous person in the cast at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the movie had some pretty solid names. Yeah, and I mean, Alexis Arquette that same year was in Bride of Chucky. So, um, although Alexis did transition into a she, they were identifying as a he at the time. But I will re- refer to them as a she. Um, you know, and also R.I.P. Alexis Arquette. That's a tragic story. We mm-hmm. lost her two years ago, and that's not mm-hmm. its not fun for anyone. Mm-hmm. But I really respect Alexis. She's really cool. You should mm-hmm. check out her story. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Bride of Chucky tonight. Yeah, also, yeah, so good. Um, sorry, I'm just, like, thinking about that movie now, which we need to do at some point because I love it so much. We haven't reviewed Bride of Chucky yet? No. Oh, okay. We've done only Seed. Just really specific, like really surgical strike mm-hmm. into the one that nobody wants to, to hear us talk about, even though it's great. Uh-huh. Anyway. Didn't you write like a whole thing on Seed? I've written so many. I've written like my 95 theses about Seed of Chucky and why it's great. Okay, continue. Um. Anyway, so we rate our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. Um. I don't remember what we were talking about, but we should probably just get into our discussion. Um. What's your scariness rating for this one. movie? A one out of five. I was never scared. Okay. I'm going to give it a two. When were you scared? For one reason only, and that I think Ezekiel, the the leader kid of this child cult, is probably the best actor since John Franklin as Mm -hmm. Isaac Mm -hmm. uh, of the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, he has a certain commanding presence, Mm -hmm. and while I wouldn't call him creepy, like, he feels old. Mm -hmm. Like, he feels like another, like, adult in a kid's body situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, where he just feels he has a gravitas that he should not have as like a 10 year old or whatever he is. Mm -hmm. And so I I thought that was cool. And I thought that was reasonably effective. Um, Also the, his his version of Malachi, his muscle is the tallest child in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, This child looks like Matt Lillard from scream. (laughs) He's way taller than Matt Lillard. He's like six, five, but he's like gangly and like, yeah, he's enormous. And he towers over hot dude too. Like he's, an enormous kid and none of it's scary, but I, I felt more compelled by the kids this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to give them a point for that. Okay. 
I mean, I did enjoy how they made a return to like creepy kids and then worshiping who who walks behind the rose, mm. um, and they're all murderous and they, they have sights. Those returns, yeah. Um, but none of it was scary. I was not scared for anything, mostly because I felt no sense of urgency. No, I didn't feel like I liked any of these characters. Ava Mendez immediately falls in love, or doesn't fall in love, but sleeps around, or sleeps with. The best friend of her uh-huh. dead fiance Which, or boyfriend. Look, it's Greg Vaughn, wouldn't you? I mean, I would, but if I were grieving, I'd at least wait a week. Like, I waited until his ashes were somewhere else other than my skin. Yeah, she, the ashes get dumped all over her which in a hilarious mm-hmm. scene. And we never see her shower between then and when she has sex with him. So, for Ew. all we know... Oh, gross! For all we know, She's... her boyfriend was there with them. <laughs> it, that's the last yeast infection he's ever going to give her. <laughs> yeah. That's something to think about. <laughs> Um, and then she immediately like is infatuated with this teen boy who I know Zane. you, yeah, who, you know, another return to form for these movies is you lusting after them. Uh, no, look, I looked it up. The guy who played Zane was 25 years old, which is literally older than me. And also literally the same character or the same age as the guy who played Tyrus, mm-hmm. who's supposed to be like three to four years older than him. Mm-hmm. So... I'm allowed to think he's hot, even though he's probably playing 17. Mm-hmm. And he he also had the most 90s hair. It's this weird blonde. It's not a mop. It's more of a broom. <laughs> um, it's terrible. But he's he's a cute boy. Call me when he has a Swiffer instead of a broom. So it's just like a flat square? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You were comparing his hair to just kitchen cleaning things. Right. It just His hair looks like it's made of straw, but I liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, nothing in this movie scared me. Next question. Okay, what's your campiness score? Uh, two. Mm, I can agree with that. Um, did, was there anything that's like standing out to you about this? The gore was pretty campy. Like you felt it was kind of cheap and lame. You mean? Yeah. I liked the fire that like spread to people. Got, yeah, there's the fiend fire. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, there, there's a there's a part of this movie that's like an eternal flame um, that's burning in this corn silo, which is pretty cool. Uh-huh. Like, I like that as a concept, and that's what represents he who walks behind the rose. The kids who turn 18 sacrifice themselves by throwing themselves into this silo full of fire, uh-huh. um, which, spoiler alert, Ava Mendes does. Yeah. Because she's real sad and she wants to see her boyfriend Kurt in in corn heaven. Yeah, and then like the beautiful blonde teen like basically seduced her. He converted her. Yeah, she she was really gullible. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is not portrayed as a particularly smart character. She's no. very shallow and vapid in the first. Running part. in her heels. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she sacrifices herself and she's slowly climbing up this ladder. And you assume that like the you know Alexis Arquette's going to show up and save her or something. Mm-hmm. Or you know, I thought she was faking it. Like she yeah, was or she's faking throw it. water on there from somewhere. Yeah, but no, she just straight up throws herself into the fire. Gone from the movie. <laughs> I will give the movie credit for surprising me with that. Yeah, that was very shocking. Um, and I guess before we bid adieu to Ava Mendez, I wanted to say I so wonder if Ryan Gosling has seen this movie. Like, I don't know if people spend time watching themselves. No, but the thing, because, I mean, for those not in the know, Ryan Gosling and Ava Mendez are, they have a baby together. Um, yeah, they have multiple. Really? I think so. Good for them. 
Um, I just I, they're not married though, right? But they're together. I believe they're married. Are they? They're whatever. I don't remember exactly what it is, but they're together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I have this most beautiful imagination in my brain. Uh, that's not a way to say any of that. But I just I hope that one day they just got like they were home alone. Kids had a babysitter or before kids maybe they just got drunk and watched this movie. And I just hope she has that kind of a sense of humor about herself because I think that would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Like if I was like we we've sat down together and watched some of my crappy like middle school plays that are on DVD. Mm-hmm. Not you know not for sale, but like I have it on <laughs> a DVD. Um, join our Patreon; you will get exclusive access oh, God, to this content. Maybe. Um, but yeah, just that kind of thing can be really fun watching you be really bad in something. Not that she was bad, but like, it's a cheesy movie. Mm -hmm. It might be, some might say corny. Some might say (laughs) they'd be really good. And you're right. They're not married, but they do have two kids. Yeah. Good for them. Those kids are going to be so beautiful. (laughs) Yes. Um, anyway, um, campiness score. I got distracted as always. Um, there's the mountains. One of the kids has a uh, Miley Cyrus pigtails circa oh. bangers era. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the, the, one of the other like body count couples like that are introduced solely to be killed. And what they're doing when they're ki- being killed is blowing up sex dolls to like prank people with. No, they're showing the way to where they're going to be at. Oh, are they literally pointing the way to this funeral with sex dolls? Yeah. That's I don't know if they're pointing the way to the funeral, but they're pointing the way to something. That's horrible. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they the our core four do know those that couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's disgusting. I don't know. Um, but anyway, the girl, I think her name is Charlotte. She wanders off to just pick corn for no reason. Because, um, you know, you're in a cornfield. Not even going to alert anybody. She just walks off. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, she's getting stabbed by these kids. Spoiler alert: mm-hmm. Charlotte does not live. Um, but it's funny because it does that kind of like demure horror movie thing that doesn't have money for gore, where a stock of corn covered in blood falls to the ground. But the thing is, that happens like four or five times. Like she, she's she got her arms full of corn and she's dropping them one by one individually onto the ground as she mm-hmm. gets like, each time she's stabbed, and I think that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is there? Um, oh, I mean, literally the evil kid Ezekiel gets just shoved into the fire, which I found really funny, <laughs> like unceremoniously, just like tossed over the ledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just kind of is like, "Woo!" Yeah, I don't know, but it, it's not a particularly campy movie. No, it's pretty serious, I would say. Yeah, it, it's it's. Po-faced. It's got some funny moments that like you can poke fun at and be like, oh, okay, this is funny yeah. the way this was executed because it is a direct-to-video movie. Yes. I'm surprised it, there was no boom mics in it. Um, but for the most part, it's just it takes itself seriously. Yeah, it just it does its thing. It's weirdly straight-laced for a post-Scream slasher movie because mm-hmm. after Scream came out, most slasher movies had a lot of like jokes and in, in like winks and nods at like, oh, we know you like slasher movies. And it was probably made... While Scream was being released, um, I don't think so because this came out two years later. So I think they had time to okay. make it with Scream existing in the uh-huh. world, and I don't imagine they spent a lot of time on this movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of pre-production for Fields of Terror. Uh. Um, if they had more time, they probably could have come up with a better name. Mm-hmm. Um, not even like Field of Screams, you know. That would be a direct allusion to Scream. That's. 
No, it'd be an illusion to Field of Dreams. Oh. I don't know. That's a terrible name. That's worse. It's better than Fields of Terror. What does that even mean? Fright. Fright is happening. It should have been called Children of the Corn 5. Fright is happening. <laughs> Fields of Fright. Whatever. What's your effects score? Um, Three. <gasps> Me too. But my points are for one scene alone, and I assume you can guess what scene that the is. The David Carradine scene? Yes. Where the very obvious reveal that he is somehow a magically animated corpse. Um, because, look, David Carradine's like, oh, I'm the leader of this kid cult. And everyone's like, of course you're not. This mm-hmm. is Children of the Corn. They're not allowed to have adults. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, it's like, oh, he's been dead the whole time. But the way it's revealed is that his head splits open and his brain sets a cop on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, it feels like something like emerges from it. Yeah, it's almost like a little alien second head. Yeah, it's very unclear, but I loved it. And spits fire on the cop, and then some other things like the fire is pretty active in this movie. It's yeah, that's like true. Fire. The fire really is like the way they chose to represent the demon this time, and mm-hmm. in no other way. And the fire is also green sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you see the fire in their eyes, and that's how the kid gets infected at the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. And that's Pitbull got really inspired by that. What do you do? Like fire in her eyes. Whatever she moves, fire in her thighs. I don't know. I've never heard this song. Isn't it Fuego? Fuego. Fuego. I'm sorry. Okay, you're not as uh, familiar with Pitbull's extended discography as I thought you might be. No, I haven't been to any Pitbull concerts. So I have, and it was not on purpose because Kesha was performing. I mean, she was doing a concert alongside with him, mm-hmm. and we ended up having to see Pitbull because he was a second act and it was stacked parking. So he couldn't leave mm-hmm. and it was so bad. Sergio, it was mostly just him pressing play on songs that he liked and then just humping the air for like 30 seconds. I mean, like, wasn't that song great? I didn't write it. <laughs> and we were like, what is this? And then he would do that, like that Christina Aguilera song and he'd rap his part. And then like a little video of Christina Aguilera would show up and he would just watch it <laughs> with us. <laughs> Not even like a hologram. It was just a video. Yeah, it was a video on the Jumbotron of Christina Aguilera going like, if you want to know how to make me smile, you know, that whole thing. Uh-huh. And then you're just like, what is any of this? Wow, this is very beautiful. And that's my review of the Pitbull concert. Zero out of five would not recommend. <laughs> so back to Children of the Corn, Fields of Terror. Yes. Yeah, no, the Carradine scene's great. Uh-huh. Um. And the other kills are mostly off screen and not the best, but the, there's still some like gushing blood. And I'm like, I'm still like, they tried. Uh-huh. Ugh. Continue. That's all I got. Okay, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Do you want to move on to quality? Yes. What do you two? What, two? Yeah, I agree. Um, I was vacillating between giving this a three or a two, but I was like, no, it's, it's not worth a three. It's a two. It's maybe it's not even worth that. I would even say it's worth a one. The only reason them I'm giving them a two is because I really wanted to like the cast. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot of the actors, um, you know, Alexis Arquette, we've already mentioned, and we've already mentioned all the actors, yeah. Eva Mendes, David Carradine, um, and I really wanted to like them together, uh, but at no point do you feel that there's this, uh, I don't know, bonding between them. They're all just... I don't, the movie doesn't cohere into anything. Yeah. And are you saying you wouldn't understand why they'd be friends? A little bit, but I don't know why I'm supposed to care what happens to them at yeah, all. Yeah, true. They're, they're not really characters. They have nothing to live for. We're just thrown in and we're expected to care about them going to a funeral, which 
they barely mention and is never talked about again. Yeah, it's really not. Um, it becomes this whole like quasi story about the lesser known of all the famouses, um, and her brother. Um, which I mean, no one could predict who was going to become famous out, coming out of this movie and who wasn't. Um, but so that's not their fault. But I don't know, it just didn't. It doesn't stand the test of time well. No, it doesn't. And this is because I was wondering because I, I have you know we. We, and especially I, have been enjoying these Children of the Corn movies mm. way more than anyone could have expected. Mm. And I knew there had to be a dip in quality at some point. Mm. I think this is that one, mm. but it's still not as deep a dip as I thought it might be. Because mm. I did still find it engrossing. It was, you know, like 82 minutes or something. Mm. It's in and out real fast. And I loved watching Ava Mendes' hair. I, I mean, the plot is a shambles and really aimless, but there was enough like random thrusts of drama in different directions where I was like, all right, I'm like, I'm here for this. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I was not bored by it mm-hmm. at any point. I was bored. I, um, I get that because I mean, there's not a lot of horror stuff going on, mm-hmm. but the characters in the plot are just like, kind of like, all right, it's, it's not nothing. It's a lot of, it's a lot of things that aren't much, but mm-hmm. it's not nothing. Uh huh. There's enough to string you along, um, which, I mean, you've seen quite or several worse movies than this. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, you have that to compare it to. But me, like, if I see a boring movie, I'm just like, I'm out. So I was checked out pretty early. So I feel like I owe an apology to the movie that came before this one. The Gathering. The for The Gathering. Uh-huh. Yeah. Only because that one had more compelling characters. Um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was more scary. Um, and I mean, like, I shit bricks on it because... It wasn't a Children of the Corn movie, which was my biggest problem uh-huh. with it. But now this one is a Children of the Corn movie, and it's not that good. It is not that Children good. Children of the Corn movies aren't that good. Uh-huh. So it's, I don't know, it's apples and oranges. Uh-huh. No, I, I, I feel that. Um, yeah, this is why I ended up not giving it a three. Uh-huh. Like, I, I think this is one of those franchises. It's like Friday the 13th in that the first movie isn't that good. Mm. Um, like, People can like it. And like, I like the first Friday. The mm-hmm. um, but it's a franchise where your favorite entry in the franchise doesn't have to be the first one. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a fan of the Halloween franchise, people ask, what's your favorite Halloween movie? Your answer has to be Halloween. Cause mm-hmm. you know, it's a John Carpenter movie and it's mm-hmm. a classic mm-hmm. um, or like a nightmare on Elm street. I totally got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in these ones, it's not like, Oh, it just didn't live up to the original. Cause the original has nothing to live up to. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was, if anything, kind of comparable to the aimless emptiness of the original. It's just even cheaper, which is shocking mm-hmm. um, because that movie did not cost a lot to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fine. Like, I, I, I didn't hate this experience. Um, there are certain attempts at mood um, that are pretty artless. But, you know, the director, who also directed House 2, the second story... Um, he was trying something like shots of the car driving. He just set the camera sideways and was mm-hmm. like, is this anything? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no, but at least he was trying something. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it just, it wasn't great. And there were some lines that tried to be like quips, like Freddy Krueger jokes that did not work. Mm-hmm. Like this guy gets stabbed with a scythe and he's like, that doesn't look right. And I'm like, what does that even mean? And it's not funny, and you're dying. Don't don't make a joke. Mm-hmm. So, do you have hopes for the next movie? 
I do have hopes for the next movie. And cool, the me too. Answer is Isaac's return. Yeah, we get to finally meet the little guy again. Yeah, Children of the Corn six 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 Isaac's return came out one year later, <laughs> mm. so they were still cranking him out. Um, let's make our predictions about that movie. But first, here's how you can get in contact with the show. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. So what do you think is going to happen in Children of the Corn 666? Ooh, Isaac's return. I'm assuming someone makes a comeback. Oh, who? Maybe he becomes the omen. Yeah, he yeah he meets up with Damien at the he military school. Ooh, okay. What do you think? Um... I don't know. I mean, obviously, Isaac has to return. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably only going to return for like two minutes. Um, I don't know. I mean, may, I don't imagine John Franklin was like doing that much. So maybe he'll he's just around. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's a stamp of quality, but I, I think John Franklin's still one of the best actors to have appeared in this franchise. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know in what context he could possibly come back. Um, how do you think he'll be resurrected? Is it lightning? Is it some random? I think it'll just be like they're talking and talk, they're talking, and all of a sudden, like they allude to somebody being here, and it's him. Yeah, just like he just shows he up. He just again. shows up. That might be exactly what happens. Um, do you think they'll? In, I already know the answer to this, but do you think they'll in any way follow up to the spooky ending of this one, which is that um, oh, the, the brother no. she rescued had a no. baby, and that baby had green fire. In no, its we're eyes? gonna ignore this baby. Yeah, Maybe just like, he'll make a return in like eight or something. Yeah, just like how in um in Urban Harvest there was that stinger scene about the corn going to Germany, and then we just forgot about that too. Mm-hmm. I still kind of hope that that comes back in at some point, which it will. Maybe won't. in the next movie it'll all tie in together. Oh yeah, Isaac shows up in Hamburg, and he's like, <laughs> "Ich bin ein Hamburger," mm-hmm. um, and then you know people have corn, mm-hmm. and it's a great it's a cookout. <laughs> a little blonde baby shows up. He has some corn too. Yes, he has a little baby corn. Um, as, look, as long as there's plenty of Isaac and one hot 25-year-old playing a child, I am No, in. that's our cue to end this. This is done. Okay, um, catch us next week for Omen 3, The Final Conflict. All right, everybody, stay gold. Yeah, uh, good luck on your journey. Don't get arrested. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Dave. And we are the co-hosts of Cast Party. It's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. I am an online media mogul. And I'm not. I'm a drama teacher. Yes. In fact, my drama teacher. We kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out into a podcast, and we hope you like it. Check it out. Enjoy. At podpeople.me. That was that was really fun and not awkward at all. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>